locally, with family and friends, House of Destiny International Ministries presents Senior Pastor Dr. Larry Manley with today's message of a spiritually vibrant connection with God. We hope that you enjoy the viewing. Larry Manley, Senior Pastor here at House of Destiny International Ministries, located in beautiful Boiling Springs at 302 Costner Road. We hope today's message will be a revelation to your soul to draw you closer to the Kingdom of God. I'm chasing after you, no matter what I have to do, cause I need you more and more. Luke, the ninth chapter, verse 51. The title of this message is, What's Written in Your Face? Once again, what's written in your face? You know, whatever is in you will be written on your face. You just got to know how to see what's written there. You got to be able to read the language that's on the face of yourself and of people. Amen? Most of us don't know how to read the language. We refuse to read the language that's being written. But what's written in your face this morning? The Bible says, and it came to pass, verse 51, Luke 9, and it came to pass when the time was come, see there's a time and a place for everything, that he, Jesus, should be received up. He steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. Jerusalem being the city of peace. Everybody needs some peace. Everybody. If you don't need peace, you're in the wrong place. If you don't need peace, you're definitely not on earth. You're somewhere else. But there's going to come a time when all of us are going to have to be received up. In other words, we're going to have to check up out of here. We're going to have to leave here. We're going to have to go to that undiscovered land, that place that no man never returns from. It's called the place of eternity. It ain't nothing to be afraid of, but it's a fact of life. It's a fact of life, children. The Bible says that he came and it, that he should be, the time came that he should be received up. And he steadfastly, that means he was focused in. He was focused in on a place called the peace of God, Jerusalem. And his steadfastly he set his face toward this peace, toward this place called Jerusalem. The face, what is he doing? It was written in his face. You see, Jesus knew that he had to go and enter into that place of peace with God before he would be able to go through that which God was about to send him through. 
But the word face there means the appearance of one's wealth, property, rank, and humbleness. That's what the word face means. So when we set our face, we're actually showing within our face, like Jesus was showing within his face, he was showing his wealth. He was showing his rank. He was showing his humbleness. He was showing his attitude. Let me take you to the word. Go to Hebrews 12 2. Hebrews 12 2. In the book of Hebrews 12 2. Say amen when you get there. Hebrews 12 2. It says, looking on to Jesus. Now, Jesus is our pattern, and Christ in us is our power. You got it? Jesus is our pattern. He's the one that shows us how to walk this thing. Christ in us is the one that gives us the power to walk it. Are we there in Hebrews 12, 2? We're talking about setting our face toward the peace of God, Jerusalem. Because when we set our face, that means that we know that what we have, we have is in our wealth, in our rank, in our property, in our humbleness with God. So this is what Jesus did. He said, now, looking unto Jesus, because he's telling us to do the same thing. If he set his faith, then we need to set our face, right? In other words, we need to know that we have this treasure in this earthen vessel. And the power is of God, or the excellence of the power is of God, and it's not of us. See, we need to know this. You see, the Bible says now, you need to look into Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, for, or who for, the joy that was set before him. The joy. See, he set his face to the wealth. He set his faith to the rank that he had. He set his face to the position and to the prosperity and the property and the homelessness that he had. He set his face to the joy that was set before him and he was willing to do what? He endured the cross, despising the shame. See, here's what you got to understand. See, you think that word despising there means that you're rejecting something, don't you? That's what you would think. But that word despised there means that he thought little or nothing of. See, Jesus didn't think little or nothing of the fact that he had to go and endure the cross. After he reached that level in the Garden of Gethsemane, it was on. He said, not my will, but thy will be done. See, after he, after he, after he reached that level. See, you got to learn, you got to reach the level to where God want to take you. You know what I'm saying? You just can't say it. You just can't say you're going to do it. You got you to reach the level of doing it. It's the same thing with anything in your life. It don't make no difference what it is. You got to reach the level in order to accomplish. Do you think it's easy accomplishing? No. If it was easy accomplishing, everybody would have it, right? Amen. Well, see, life ain't set up that way. You got to go through the gauntlet in order to get it. And you got to be in this thing to win it. Because all kinds of winds of affliction is going to come your way. And you're going to have to understand that, hey, it don't make no difference. Yet though he slay me, yet will I 
still put my trust in him. That's the word of God. He despised the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. See, Jesus knew that once he went through Jerusalem and endured that cross, he had his mind set beyond that. He had his mind set on that right hand of the Father or the throne of God because he knew what his wealth was. He knew what his prosperity was. He knew what his rank was as ruler of the universe and creator of all. See, he knew all of this, but he also knew his humbleness too. He knew it. So the Bible tells us here, back over here in Luke, the ninth chapter, it says, verse 52, it says, and he sent messengers, where? Before his face. See, let me tell you something. Before Jesus will show up in your life to show you really what this thing is all about, he'll always send messengers. That's what he's doing now. He sends messengers to us to show us what it is that he has in store for us. You see, watch the word. It says, and he sent messengers before his face. See, before you can discover the wealth in you, before you can discover the prosperity in you, before you can discover the ranking in you, before you can discover the humbleness in you, God's going to send a word to you, a messenger to you, before he shows up. You understand what I'm saying? The Bible said that he sent messengers before his face. See, he's going to send you a message before you get to see what it is that he's got for you. And they went and they entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. The Samaritans are those who are watching. They are the watchers. The word Samaritan means watchtower. Samaria means watchtower. And he said, now, he entered into a village, and they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans, the watchers. To make ready for him. Somebody say, somebody's watching me. All the time. See, when you think you're about to get away, somebody watching you. Somebody watching you. You see, all the time. When you know that you're supposed to do, be doing the right thing, when you know that God has instructed you and man has instructed you, those that are over you, to do things a certain way and you don't do it that way and you start clicking in your mind how to get around it, guess what? God will show up and start subtracting. He'll do that. Because he saw in your heart that you were still crafty, that you weren't going to follow instruction. Oh, God. That's what God will do. That's what God will do. See, I keep telling y'all God ain't playing. I told y'all two weeks ago God going to shake some things. I told you. This thing is real, people. And God's tell, telling us right here today that we're going to have to ante up. Those things are getting crazy. Folk going crazy. Black folk, white folk, Mexico, everything going crazy. The whole crew going crazy. They got women 
running around getting shot because with a baby in the car. Because they're crazy in the head. They went crazy. There was a time when you didn't hear nothing about women doing nothing like that. Everything is crazy now. You're allowed to turn the television on and anything be done happen. Because all folk know now is kill, kill, kill. And it's the thief that came to kill, steal, and destroy. So whoever has your ear has your what? Future. See that? See that? Now who you think got that woman's future? She hell bound. No if, and, buts, and by. Hell bound. Supposed to be going one way, and the devil turned her around to go the other way and get killed. Oh, Lord, that's how easy it is. You see what I'm saying? Craftiness. You've been instructed to do things one way, but because you want to do it your way, now God say, well, then, okay, take heed how you hear. Remember the word? Take heed how you hear, because he that hath, more will be given. And he that hath not, taking heed how you hear, depending on how you hear, he that hath not, what he seems to have going to be taken away. Word of God. Amen. Word of God. You think it's a joke coming from this pulpit? Think it is? Keep playing with it. Keep playing with it. You're going to find out there's a prophet in the house. Keep playing with it. Keep playing with it. I learned a long time ago, stop playing with it. Stop playing with it. Be real with it. As quick as you can. He said, look here now. Now notice that when they entered, verse 52, when they entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready to him, watch this. And they, the Samaritans, because they're watching him, right? They did not receive him. Why? Because look at that. His face, uh-oh, his wealth, his rank, and his humbleness, and his position, his property, it was as though he would go to Jerusalem. In other words, you have been somewhere and you didn't look like you belonged there? Oh, come on, Christian. You know how we supposed to be Christian and some of us was found in the crack house or the whole house, you know what I'm saying, or, or the titty bar, you know, and, 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 and we supposed to be Christian, right? And then all of a sudden, somebody approached you that you done witnessed. Oh, my God. Now you feel like a little worm. You understand what I'm saying? You see, there are some places that stand out. Y'all like that, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, come on with you. Come on, now. Come on. Come on. Come on, now. <laughs> come on, now. Now, now. now, check this out. Check this out, people. Now, 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 now God, he, he says here that his face was set toward that wealthy place. His place was set toward that piece of God. His place was set toward that rank that he had. You understand what I'm saying? But the Samaritans, the Watchtower, the, 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 that's the low-lifers. That's the people of the world. Say, no, we can't receive you here. You understand what I'm saying? Because you don't look like us. You ain't one of us. See, they know this. They know this, people. You're the only one that don't know it, and I'm the only one that don't know it. When we out there and we get took by that. You know what I'm saying? I ain't the only one that's been taken. I'm not the only one been taken before. You know, you, 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 you can fool man for a little while, but you can't fool God at all. And you might well stop fooling yourself. You might well come clean. 
to come clean. You know, they didn't receive it because his face didn't look like David. What's written in your face? When they read him, they said, uh-uh. We can't receive him here. Because, see, he's not one of us. You understand what I'm saying? He's not the same. You got to be the same to be received. How can two walk together unless they agree? Hmm? You got to agree. Verse 54 says, And when his disciples, James and John, this is the will of God and the grace of God, when they saw this, first thing they said was, Lord, will thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them even as Elias did. See, there it go again. There it go again. Thinking God is going to do the same way <coughs> that he did before. That's what they were thinking. They said, you want us to bring fire from heaven the same way Elias did? No, I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to do that. We got a different strategy this time. We got a different strategy this time. It says, 55, but he turned and he rebuked him. And he said, you don't know what manner of spirit you are of. Hmm. Now these are his disciples. He said, for the son of man, that's the builder of God in man, he's not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Now look at this. John 10, 10, we just spoke about that. The thief came to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, that ain't what I came to do. I didn't come to destroy men's lives. I came to save men. You understand what I'm saying? This word didn't come to destroy you. This word came to destroy the sin in you so that you might be saved. And they went to another village. Now, verse 57. And it came to pass that as they did what? As they went. In the what? Who is the way? Jesus. As they went in the way. The Bible says that a certain man said unto him, could have been anybody. Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. Are you lying there with you? Why, Jesus. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man hath nowhere to lay his head. Watch this. How many of y'all know Jesus is looking for a home in you? Jesus is sort of like the spirits of the devil. He's looking for a home too. He said, he said it. Foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man... Don't have nowhere to lay his head. But now, he made man, he formed man, meaning that he made his bed in man. So he's supposed to be in us. He's supposed to have a place to lay his head. But, he, but, but we done kicked him out. Now, he's homeless. So now, he's searching. So go to Revelation 3.20 and watch what Jesus is doing. See, Jesus is looking for a home. He's looking for a home. His spirit is still roaming this earth looking for a home. Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He knocking. He knocking. And whosoever open up, see, it takes you to open up. Whosoever open up, he said, I will come in and sup with them. 
and they will sup with me. And, and don't it say something like that in Revelation 3.20? See, he's knocking at the door. That means he's searching for a place to come into, right? Because he done already said, I ain't got no home. But everybody looked for a home. He made man, he made man to be his bed, to be his house, a place where he can lay his head. But guess what? Man kicked him out. Man kicked Jesus out and brought in sin. Wow. Kicked, out, kicked Jesus out and brought the devil in him. All I can do is go by what the scriptures say. Ain't go to the few going to find it. You just make sure you better be one of the few. Amen. Amen. Huh? You just better make sure you in that number. Huh? I'm just trying to be honest with you. You better make sure you in that number and not be worried about what the world is doing because I told you before, the world going straight to hell. But Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead, didn't he? I'm just giving you what the words say. You can't say, well, you know, pastor said it. No, you read it in the book. Show it in the book there. Pastor, the only thing pastor done was told you what the word of God said, and Jesus said it. He told that joker, man, look here. Let the dead bury the dead. And I can imagine what that joker looked like. But Jesus said in verse 62, watch this. Now this thing get heavy. He said, no man having put his hand to the plot and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Wow. Go to Genesis 19.26. No man after he done put his hand to the plot and he looked back is worthy of the kingdom of God. In other words, the worst thing that we can do is start this work in God and don't finish it. That ain't good. Genesis, what did I say, 1926? 1926? Uh, it talks about how the angels would just had destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, or they were in the process of it. And Lot and his wife and his two daughters were running to a place called Zor. God had told them to go to the mountain, which is a high place in him, but they say, no, we ain't ready for that, so let's send us over there to that little small place called Zor. Zor means small, small city. See, a lot of us want to stay small within ourselves. God said, go to the mountain where you can see more. All right? The city getting burned up. Notice now, they were, had put their hand to the plow because they had left the city and they were going where God had told them to go, right? Lot's wife, they had already been warned. Don't look back. Whatever you do, don't look back because Jesus said, if you look back, you're not fit for the kingdom. The angel told Lot and them, whatever you do, don't look back. And she looked back. The Bible says we're the salt of the earth. You do know that, don't you? That means we're moving, but with salt, with savor. We give savor, we give a taste, a flavor to the earth. When she looked back, she looked back at her past. And her past immobilized her into her present and took away her future. She turned in what's called a pillar of salt. How many times and how many places have you allowed 
what happened back here to come into your presence and stop you right dead in your track. You turn into an immobilized pillar of salt. You stuck. And there you are. And you're stuck in a backward position. Jesus Christ. See, your whole future been took from you. No man that put his hand to the plot and look back is worthy of the kingdom of God and not fit for the kingdom of God. Because in this thing that we're in, we can't get caught up on looking back. Go to Philippians, I think it's 3.13. Go to Philippians 3.13. And I'm closing. Right on the money. Philippians 3.13. Hear the word of the Lord. Paul said, I don't count myself as being apprehended yet. Apprehended means that I, I haven't crossed that finish line yet. Oh, don't think because you got saved that you done made it in. That's a lie. That's a lie from the devil. Paul said, no, nah, I, ain't, I, ain't, I, I ain't counting myself as being apprehended. In other words, I ain't got this thing yet. But this one thing I know, y'all see it there? Forgetting that which is behind me, right? Somebody said, I need to forget some things. Because them things that I'm not forgetting is tearing my head up and keeping me from going forward. Because you see, when I'm supposed to be looking at my future and staying focused on it, it's got me looking back here at it. And that means every time I look back, I have to stop, see? I just stop, see, because I can't run forward and look back. That ain't good. I get dizzy. And that's what I, do. I get dizzy. And that's what we do. We get dizzy. We get out of focus, right? Just talking to you. Just preaching a, a word of, of revelation to your soul to help you, you know, because Paul, now here's Paul. Why would Paul say forgetting these things that are behind me? Paul was a killer. He had some things to forget. Do you not know that some things tried to creep back up on him and hurt his conscience? Now that he saw the light, can you imagine what he had to go through? to get rid of his past. I got some things in my past that I still sweat by and I, ugh. You know what I'm saying? Got, oh, can't go there, can't go there, can't think about that, I can't believe I did that. Mm. Gotta cut it off. Because if I don't, that thing will slay me. It'll have me feeling so guilty. You know, the people we've hurt, you know, all that old stuff. That thing that was on Paul, Paul said, this one thing I know, I'm forgetting that which is behind me. What I did when I was a Pharisee, I have to forget that. Because I wasn't that new creature in Christ then. And because I wasn't that new creature in Christ, I didn't know any better, but now, Old things have passed away and all things have become new.